swords with candle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to ever clue keeps the exit gamer news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Look for Control Issues, download and subscribe to it, rate it, view it. And just a little new tidbit for all the, the chickadees out there. Your boys are on Spotify now. So yes, go to Spotify, look for Control Issues, stream it, let it run in the background on loop. Let's get them plays up. Let's start, <laughs> let's start padding those stats. Let's start, let's start showing them that we need to be up there with the other gaming podcasts. Uh, and you could also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and hop on over to X. My control issues is the handle XX. Yes. AMC, how you living? Living good, living well. Mm. Uh, great week. Watching a lot of sports, watching a lot of basketball, watching a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, hanging out with the kids, doing uh, doing family shit. About to watch some fireworks tonight. Took yes. The, to, the hell did we do? Oh, they uh, yesterday we went. They had um like snow flurries at this one mall, like near what us. What is a snow flurry like? A snow machine making a simulated blizzard or something? Exactly. They just have it run. It runs like every half hour for about two hours um, at nighttime. Awesome. Yeah, so we did that the other night. Um, We did something else, but I I can't remember. It's just all this this stuff. All this Christmas stuff. All these memories. (laughs) Yeah, all this Christmas stuff. (laughs) It's just just back to back to back to back. But it's great. All Um, all this good tiding. 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 I don't know Oh, you know what it was? Uh, Santa in our neighborhood. Santa comes by um, to visit. Like you, he'll hit up your block. They have like a whole <laughs> schedule, and um, yeah. So we took him out to go meet uh, Theo and Naomi. We took him out to the to see Santa. Did took pictures of him. They were they were loving it. Yes. <laughs> it was great. Uh, it was awesome. It was a lot of fa- yeah, a lot of family time right now. It's Christmas, so it's I'm, I'm enjoying all of the festivities. How about yourself, Adam? How's how's your week been? Well, you know, I'm digesting the unfortunate scenario of my car being totaled out. Uh, I got the money. I got to do all the stuff with the title now, but basically the process is done. And you know, just trying to see the positive side of the whole situation as I get ready to commit to paying for another car for the next six years. Um, Like the bright side is that I wasn't going to be driving that car forever. So if at the point that I would get another car, I would have tried to sell or trade in mine and probably wouldn't have gotten as much money for it. Uh, I could have ran into a situation where I just had some kind of major failure in the vehicle 
And then that would have taken money out of my pocket. And then I would have tried to sell it or trade it in any way. So I would have lost there or, you know, it's, it's just things like that. So with the car being told the way it was, I ended up just getting paid out top dollar for it. And now I can put that on something new, get the payment low, get the, get something that doesn't require that much maintenance or as expensive of maintenance as I was dealing with. And ultimately I end up coming out ahead with something that'll probably hold more of its value longer. So, you know, uh, so now I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to get. Thank you, boys. Is going electric. Did a test drive last night. My parents swooped me up. Went to went to the Americana. <laughs> went to the Tesla dealership there. And yeah, man, just test drove one. And there there are certain things I don't like. And but they're all like little minor, like comes with the territory kind of stuff. But. Overall, I, I set it up to a way where it feels as close to a regular car driving. You know, it's it's very nice. It's very luxurious. All the features are excellent. So, you know, looking that way. Um, just trying to get through these last couple of weeks so I can get to my winter break and relax. <laughs> I need a few days to, like, just decompress, get back into some kind of forward momentum positive routine of some sort and you know get things together but you know the the push-up club with my dad my brother and my brother-in-law is going strong i'm feeling it i'm seeing it so <laughs> sticking with it doing all that so you know nothing special just a whole lot of chilling a whole lot of gaming <laughs> and just trying to get things set back in motion the way that they're supposed to be what you've been gaming on a dev what have I been gaming on? Let me tell you what I've been gaming on. So I finished Jusant and I, I very much enjoyed that experience. And, you know, it was excellent visuals. I liked the climbing mechanics. I liked the story it told, even though I didn't really fully comprehend it. Like about halfway through to the end of the game, I was just like, just grab the notes, skim through them because <laughs> it's a lot of reading. But, um, I also like max out my level on PlayStation Stars, the or PlayStation, I think it's PlayStation Stars, the little rewards program that they have. And I had enough to get a $20 rebate, got that, and decided. At first, I decided I was going to get the DLC for Remnant 2. And then I was looking on the internet, somebody happened to make a post about Warhammer 40K Rogue Trader because it had just come out that day and i was like wait i heard nothing about this i like ign has a review in progress that i'm gonna check back in with to see what their final verdict is but pulled the trigger and now i'm playing rogue trader and i cannot stop it's it's a bit rough around the edges and it there are certain things that aren't very intuitive with you know the menus and the commands and so forth however just the characters, the art direction, the writing, the the partial voice work, because not all of it is voice, and the, like the combat, it's just, man, it, it captures so much of what I love about like isometric tactical turn-based RPGs, CRPGs and the like. And it it encapsulates a lot of the feeling that I get when I play Wasteland 2. Like for me, it, it just feels like an extension of Wasteland 2 for me. But 
done so in a more polished and streamlined manner. So, you know, I'm not going all over the map and backtracking, looking for uh, unlogged mysteries that the game expects you to just remember or take notes about and figure out on your own time. So, you know, it's, it's keeping track of things better. The combat is cool. I'm starting to really figure out the best way to level up my characters. I'm about to get them to, I think, um, their next level classes. So I get the class upgrades, get some skills, get new stats. I got a, I got a full party of, of six players. I actually just uh, booted somebody out of my party to make room for someone else who was like, he's like a soldier. He has like a force sword and a, and a, an auto pistol. <laughs> and he's a psyker. So he has, so he has the abilities of the person that I kicked out, but just in a more robust, robust, like offensive form. So I basically have three space marine looking people <laughs> in my in my group right now. My main character is a is a sniper. I, somehow I I fell into that. So she's just in the back picking off shots, putting debuffs on people, creeping around, cleaning up all the stuff that everybody else doesn't get to and you know I'm starting to get multiple attacks per turn on certain characters. It's it's really starting to open up, starting to learn a lot about the 40k universe even though it's it's a lot dude i can't i don't know how to make sense of all like the names and the places and the events <laughs> but i'm enjoying the ride while i'm doing it i'm having a blast with 40k so it'll be interesting to see how it's received critically i'm sure that like all the little rough edges are going to be exposed to the light however i think that they're there's a very solid and enjoyable experience in there that I can't wait to get back to once the show is over. So, yeah, man. Uh, Overwatch 2 was in the mix, of course. Now MAGA is official, which means a dub is even more official because I, mean, I, I get on there with AMC, I get on there with these single, mm -hmm. and it's just bathing enemies in bullets. They can't do anything about me. Like, you know, every now and then to another one that's better than me or you know we just run into a team where what we're doing doesn't quite come together or we just don't make the right adjustment in time but those those games are becoming much fewer and they're becoming much longer in between it, it's it's ridiculous how much of a winning spree we can go on when a dub is mugging is crazy but you know i can't attribute it all to my duty it's definitely amc with that top-notch support, we got E-Single with that dead-eye aim. It's running around, getting it done. So I, I I love our team. I hope we can add a fourth and maybe even a fifth one day. Who knows? But right now, the trio, the triangle offense, it, it cannot be stopped. But AMC, what have you been playing? Uh, not going to spend too much time here, but played some Overwatch 2, as Ada mentioned. Loved it. Loving it. Got to see Maga. That was great. Played more of Anna. Feeling good with the sniping. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, let's get into it. We have a ton of news this week. Um, I want to try to hit as much of it as possible because it's one of those rare times where we actually have a lot of significant news and not just, you know, that bullshit mm -hmm. <laughs> that we have to kind of just you know, drag out to fill an episode. So this is an awesome one. So let's just get right into these topics of the week. Topics of the, of the week. week. Should we just lead off with GTA and then and then get into the big one? 
Well, I mean, I guess you already let off with GTA. <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's just go with GTA 6. So we finally got the trailer. We discussed it last week. Uh, they let us know that the trailer was coming. Yeah. And the trailer came before that date. <laughs> yep, because uh, somebody just couldn't respect the timeline. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it had been a leaky faucet up up to this point. I mean, to the, to the, to the degree that when we finally saw the game, every leak and rumor about the game ended up just being true mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so i was like i mean they gta is just so popular at this point it, it's hard to just keep it under wraps because i'm sure there's just everybody and their mom is just like finding somebody who works at rockstar and trying to get any type of information out of them and, i mean when you have over a thousand people working on your project over the course of a decade like they're they're gonna be just floating out there with heads full of information and loose lips yeah, but that, that doesn't matter because at least all the information that was confirmed was all good information. We finally got to see what we saw. So, A-Dub, what did you think of that GTA 6 trailer? I mean, looking at the trailer, it didn't look like it, it's a it's a live service game. It didn't look like the single players going to be, you know, put to the side, put out to pasture. Nah, but we're not going to go there. The GTA 6 trailer was phenomenal. I mean, it's... We're going back to Vice City, but in a much bigger and more detailed, nuanced way. Map is huge. All the areas you can go to are just, it's like them showing the aerial views. I think they're like showing the, the Florida Keys and, and things like that. Or I don't know. I never been to Florida, so <laughs> don't quote me. I mean, the water is gorgeous. I'm hope they had like this, this shot of these flamingos that look like something out of national geographic or like a, a travel video and like different ones are taking flight at different times. There's albino ones. They're doing different things in the water. And I'm just, I'm hoping that my dream that they took the things that they learned from red dead Two and are applying them to GTA is coming to life because it, the, from w- the way the trailer was depicted, it seems like animals are going to be, a bit more in the mix. You got alligators going to convenience stores and getting pulled out of swimming pools and things like that. So I'm I'm hoping it gets Florida nutty. Uh, they also seem to draw inspiration from social media and, and things that happen in the Florida area. I mean, they got the, the Florida Joker on there. That dude's trying to get some money for his parodied appearance in the game. You know, they got women twerking on cars. They got the not twerk physics AMC. <laughs> the strip club scene is going to be looking crazy. So, it, it, you know, above all else, um, I'm loving that it's out in the air. It looks great. We got the multi-protagonist thing going on yet again. This time we got a Bonnie and Clyde duo with uh, Lucia and Jason. And the first trailer really put Lucia in the spotlight. I'm guessing trailer number two might focus on Jason. Uh, internet's going nuts for Lucia. Lucia, Lucia. <laughs> Lucia as they should. And yeah, man, I, I could go off for days about details, but like just I like that we're we're finally getting a female protagonist. First one for these major GTAs. As far as I know, I think they may have had a female protagonist back before the 3D days. And then I think just black culture is gonna be on display in this one, because it looks like they're just really going in. And they're capturing everything about Florida, but it just seems like they're, I don't know. I got a good feeling about this one. How about yourself, AFC? Yeah, no, it seemed great. Um, like, as as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, yeah, Florida is 
perfect for what this game mm-hmm. uh, needs to be as far as like kind of trying to capture what's going on current day. Florida has a little bit of everything. As you said, there's like, you know, there's like the Haitian element of Florida. There's yeah. the Cuban element. But then they even showed like, you know, like the, um, for lack of a better term, the redneck element of Florida. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's like a little bit of everything. Um, like uh, as far as uh, trying to hit like all the, the cartoonish sides of of all the cultures and they're all represented in florida it seems uh like as i'm watching i'm like oh this is the perfect game this is the perfect game if like the if the last one was kind of catching the cartoonish side of you know um i guess that liberal sensibility of california mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to like you know the yoga and all that stuff um then florida is going to be a little bit of the other side with like other stuff mixed in so i think it's gonna be absolutely awesome i think it's a perfect area i'm interested to learn more about these characters as i said last week it was very much that initial gta trailer where you get little glimpses of everything but we're going to wait for that big gameplay blowout trailer to really explain what's going to be what we're going to be up against as we're playing this game. But um, what I wanted is all there as far as the different environments. You see that like we saw a little bit of like what looked like like the Florida Everglades, the swamps. Yeah, but then the you're Everglades. Also, yeah. And then, and then you're also just in like, you know, the city areas of Florida, like Miami and whatnot. Uh, and then, yeah, and then, like, we see, like, people at, like, what look like a monster truck, like, mud show. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so there's just, I don't know, there's just, like, a little bit of everything in a way that I'm very much looking forward to seeing, like, what kind of, I guess, what kind of satire they're going to get into with this game. Because as I said, Florida Man is a perfect um it's a perfect concept for like what's going on with the world today. <laughs> uh and yeah, it was great. You just see like a dude like just watering his lawn in his underwear. <laughs> it's just crazy. Dude, you know there's gonna be a Florida man trophy. Oh, there's oh uh, yeah. So it's great. It's awesome. I can't wait to see the the zaniness that it's gonna be. Like it's almost in a way, like I'm sure that like we, we didn't see that Trevor style of character, but it's kind of perfect because uh that's florida <laughs> yeah the, the characters yeah the the backdrop is going to be so just crazy and out there that it is kind of good if they do have more of like the straight man as the protagonist who's just navigating all that um and so it'll be interesting to see like uh how those characters work out because as you said we didn't see much of the dude but from what we saw of the girl like she seemed very uh very serious and so um yeah it's it's gonna be fun it's gonna be really fun to see how all this plays out yeah it's gonna it's gonna be so good it's going to be absolutely gorgeous man there were several moments in the trailer where i just felt as if like this shit almost looks real man it's it's always funny like ever since i think like gta 4 ever since rockstar has been putting out trailers the common refrain is like oh we need to see gameplay the game's not gonna look like that and every time when those games come out gta 4 red dead redemption Red Dead Redemption 2, GTA 5, all look exactly like their trailers and their screenshots. So I hope by now people understand that, yo, these are the masters and they are about to put on a masterclass in game development like no one has ever seen before. Just the the different body types and outfits and just the lack of anything that's repeating like everybody is their own individual element in any given moment 
during GTA and they're all doing different things. Like they're hanging out with, they're with people and it's, it doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And I'm going to be spending the rest of my adult life trying to see all the random nonsense that game could possibly generate. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's awesome. I can't wait. Um, you have anything else for that before we move on to, you know, the game awards. Game awards of the week. Game awards of the week. <laughs> now nah, we can get right into it. All right, let's get right into the next topic of the week. Top Ta- topic of the week. You want to set this one up, a dub? I mean, oh, I'm gonna set it up because you know it's that time of year, and I'm that kind of guy. It's the Game Awards show. Show, 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 show. show. That's right. Yeah, man, Jeff Keeley. Back at it again. Got the crew together. Got the extra security and the velvet ropes. My man was ready. No interruptions. (laughs) No wrinkles. No peas in the mattresses. So, yeah, man. The show happened. Tons of announcements. Tons of special guests. Tons of, like, well, a few. What? Like, what? Did you see that? Some stuff like that, man. All of it surrounded by amazing games feels i'm gonna give you one that i was looking forward to or at least i'm looking forward to it now that it's out in the wild let me see i'm gonna just well, get right i'm huh? yeah i was gonna say why you looked at it i just wanted to just acknowledge because you know you gotta give credit to your boy jeff keely because everybody wants to tear tear the man down um in a week that was, you know, all about pretty much GTA leading up, like we're gonna get the trailer, it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna melt the internet, it's gonna break the internet. And I will say this, like when I went to look at like all my podcasts, like um all my gaming podcasts, everyone was all the titles were about the game awards. Like not mm-hmm. one was GTA trailer, like discussion, yada yada yada. Like it was all centered around the game awards. So in a week that, you know it was assumed that GTA and Rockstar were going to own the headlines. Game Awards held their own and actually became like the bigger story, which is absolutely awesome. So just wanted to give Jeff Kelly that nod for, you know, being able to still hold his own, even against the juggernaut that is Rockstar and GTA 6. That's right. But and to help him, yeah. to help him hold his own, some of his industry peers came along. And we're dropping that hotness. I'm going to give you a little blast from the past. We got an announcement from Sega that was actually about five announcements acting as one. So Sega has announced that they have five new games in development, including Jet Set Radio. Yes. So Sega has revealed five new games. Jet Set Radio, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi and more no dates or other information was given but this is a very exciting time for sake of fans thank you ign for the write-up but basically yeah the trailer came on they showed like an arcade cabinet for shinobi and i'm sitting there like oh, okay sega remaking one of their classic games to see what this looks like and they start showing the game it looks great beautifully animated excellently drawn i'm like all right cool sega's back in the game scene cuts Another game, full 3D. I'm just like, wait, is this Golden Axe? Like, what, what, what's happening? Are they making two games? Scene cuts. Another game, and then another game. I was just like, what is Sega doing right now? And of course, it was as it appeared. Like all those games are getting remade, and that's that's man. Like 
people have been talking about bringing crazy taxi back for a very long time. Like even up until recently, I've heard on some podcasts, I've seen some posts online, or like, hey, he's bringing back crazy taxi. And now it's coming back along with all those other games. I'm very excited to see what Golden Axe is going to look like because that one, I believe, is um, full 3D. I remember they tried to do a new Golden Axe a few years ago, and it fell kind of flat. Uh, we know the Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is filling the space and the absence left by Jet Set Radio, but now Jet Set Radio coming back as well. So you're going to have two of those types of games to keep you busy. AMC, are any of these titles going to find their way into your library? Nah, no, uh, none of them. Look, they, they looked awesome, but they didn't look like anything I was interested necessarily in revisiting and playing again. Mm-hmm. But the part that got my interest is just the fact that they said and more. So I was like, oh shit, like that means like I'm, I'm curious altered beast. <laughs> yeah, like altered beast, that'd be one. But um, I know they they did at least Toe Jam and Earl got a got like a. Uh, I guess a follow-up game somewhat recently. So unfortunately I don't think that that might be revisited. And didn't they get maybe. a sequel and a remake? Um, I don't know. As you know that they brought it back. Um, and it was like part of, I think like the, um, what is it? Uh, Adult Swim like development or whatever. Nice. Like, yeah. So, but it was cool. It was cool that that came back. So that would have been like my first one to be like, bring back Tojo and Earl, but that ain't gonna happen. Uh, a Sega game. It's been on other consoles. So I'm not sure if this would be considered a Sega game now at this point. But uh, just thinking about like my love of the Dreamcast. Um, man, if I can get a uh, a new like a remaster or a remake of Power Stone, that would be my jam. Because um, I absolutely love that game. Uh, another Sega game that was on the Genesis. I don't know if it was out on other consoles, but I remember specifically on the Genesis was General Chaos. If they want to bring that back, why you not bro, do it? You always campaign for General Chaos. Yeah, bring it back. Um, but yeah, the, the ones that they announced, not necessarily the games that I'm interested in. We uh, was Streets of Rage one of them that they that they had on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting because we just had a what Streets of Rage four come out. Yep. But that wasn't, I guess, the retro style. So maybe they'll do a more modern take on it. But um, oh. <laughs> yeah, people did love uh, Streets of Rage. That I think it was four was the last one. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. But I like that they're, you know, that they're looking at their IP and seeing what they can bring back in a more modern fashion. So I, I like the thought. Not necessarily the games that they had to offer, but I like the thought. And maybe they'll eventually get to one of the ones that um, I'm super curious in. But yeah, I, I like that they're doing this. Yeah. Lamb C, what caught your eye at the Game Awards? Uh, this is actually just more of an interesting thing, not necessarily anything I'm going to play because I didn't even get the game. But um, this is, uh, we're both using that IGN write-up. This is a free God of War Ragnarok DLC coming out next week. So almost a shadow drop. Let's see. So PlayStation came to the Game Awards in a big way with a free DLC expansion of God of War Ragnarok. Uh titled Valhalla. It's out next week, which will be December 12th, and it takes elements of roguelite genre and infuses it into God of War combat. So, what caught my interest here is, you know, a lot of times when we get DLC, it's it's an extension of what we had in the game. <laughs> in, yeah, in it's just way. more of the same. Yeah, it's like more story. Continue. Maybe um, they go more into a certain aspect of the story that didn't get a lot of coverage. Or just, you know, just like a, uh, is it an epilogue is what comes after? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah, maybe like that. But I like this because this is just a 
a game within a game, which is it's got a war, but now in a roguelite fashion. And so it's just like if you enjoyed the gameplay, because that's what roguelites, that's where they shine the best is in their gameplay. Um, people get lost in all the other stuff, but and getting that perfect run. But really, it's it's all about the gameplay. And by all accounts, God of War Ragnarok has excellent gameplay, so you infuse that with roguelite in the roguelite genre. And uh, yeah, it's an interesting at least taste of what you would get if you had um that ip in that space and so um, i'm happy that they decided to go this route um when it came to dlc as opposed to just a little bit more story content so um this is kind of cool i'm interested to see how people react to it what do you think when you saw this adub i thought it was very cool it's a reason that i may pick up ragnarok sometime in the future because you know I, I gotta play it i started the first one i gotta finish the second one off and i just feel like the only thing that I'm hesitant on is I feel like it was a big wasted opportunity for, for naming and branding. Like they called it Ragnarok Valhalla. It was just okay. Missed opportunity to call it God of War Ragnarok. And I think that would have just hit different, but you know, <laughs> I can't be, I can't be in every marketing meeting. So it's, it's cool. I love roguelikes. God of War has some of the best combat in the industry, hands down quote me and it's you have a new way to play the game you have basically an endless way to play the game that offers you different circumstances and nuances every time you boot it up so no two experiences are ever the same and it's free and it's coming out next week <laughs> give santa monica their flowers man they're they're doing the lord's work out there and hopefully with this eventually out in the wild we'll get just a little bit closer to whatever it is they're cooking up next sure well a dub what else caught your eye from the showcase what else caught my eye from the showcase well i'm gonna go to a pretty substantial one because i'm a very i'm a very art focused kind of individual in this game had the best artwork I've seen in any of the games that were revealed. Well, there are a couple more that are up there, but this one just stood alone. So this is a game that is a new IP coming from Moon Studios. They're a developer behind Ori and the Blind Forest, as well as Ori and the Will of the Wisp. And now they're coming at us with no rest for the wicked. So this game is going to be a departure from the Ori style of games. Those are, you know, 2D Metroidvanias, whereas No Rest of the, for the Wicked is going to be more of an isometric action RPG in the vein of, well, not necessarily in the vein of a Diablo, but just that camera perspective and that kind of movement. However, it looks like there's going to be a lot more traversal. Uh, the combat looks to be more slower paced and deliberate than something you would see in a Diablo. It'd be like closer to something like a uh, curse of the dead gods like that. It, that's the feeling that it gives me. However, the combat is extremely fluid and, and like heavy and gritty. The animations are on a completely different level. And this should come as no surprise because of their work on the Ori franchise. We already know that graphics are graphics and animations are what moon studios does to the highest degree. So it should be no surprise that no rest for the wicked looks like, looks like a game which dream come true. As far as I can see, like it's, it's just beautiful to look at the gorgeous artwork, that smooth gameplay, 
you got to see it for yourself. If there's anything that you do after you listen to this show, I would say go check out the trailer for No Rest for the Wicked. Let us know what you think. And yeah, man, AMC, how did you feel about this reveal? Uh, yeah, it looked awesome. Looked a great follow-up to Ori. Um, to try to do something uh, different, Ori, I played the first Ori, uh, and that game was absolutely amazing. Uh, it was Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, yeah, I played it on the Switch. Awesome game. One of the, uh, you know, when Microsoft and Nintendo started playing nice uh, during this, I guess, th- during this generation or last generation, I should say. Um, they got, the Switch got Cuphead, and the other one was Ori in the Blind Forest. They also got Will of the Wisp, just haven't gotten to that. But yeah, I played uh, Cuphead awesome, but played up. Uh, or in a blind forest. And that was the one where I was like, damn, that game is absolutely awesome. Great Metroidvania. Um, loved everything about it. Heard Will of the Wisp was all that and better um, as a sequel. And then we didn't hear much about what Moon Studio was working on next. And now to finally see it, it looks like it's a dope game. And, you know, they're trying something a little different with it. And I like that. And who doesn't like that perspective that was it the the ARPG, like isometric. That, that isometric. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm more curious to see like once we get more details about the game, but we know that they can make great games with great gameplay and well-designed um environments, great storytelling. So uh just based on the strength of what they've previously put out, I'm already, you know, thinking high highly of this game. Hell yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into the next game, A Dub. Okay. All right, we are back, A Dub, and the next game that caught my eye is it caught my eye because of the person that came out to present it, A Dub. Yes. We had your boy Matthew McConaughey on stage. Yes. To right. announce that he's in the world of video gaming now, working on his first game that he's the star, the lead in Hell is being yeah. Exodus. Dust, dust from dust to dust, ashes That's to ashes, dust, dust. dust. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, I'm gonna I, I pull out the IGN right up. So, titled Exodus, it will focus on the butterfly effect that choices can have over years and even decades, which will be depicted via time dilation. The, tra- the trailer shown during the Game Awards introduced the new game's world along with its basic premise, which looks to cast players as a traveler jetting around the universe. While trying to avoid enemies known as Celestials. Yeah. Yeah. Exodus is being pitched as a next generation story driven RPG that marries cinematic storytelling with deep emotional impact, featuring broad player agency and modern AAA gameplay. Play, play, play. It broadly resembles, and here's the kicker Mass Effect, only a much larger, only at a much larger scale, so bigger and better, mm. which has made all the more <laughs> intrig- intriguing given that it's developed. Development is being led by the director of the original Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, that's interesting. Kotor um, and numerous Bioware veterans. So this is this is the real Mass Effect game. Oh man, is this the real Mass Effect? <laughs> this is the real Mass Effect game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. This game is being made by Mass Effect veterans that all just shift left left EA behind to go work on something else. You know, they they're tired of. Of being asked to how how they could put in microtransactions and skins <laughs> being forced to use the frostbite engine. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, but yeah, they they apparently a couple of people left and they started a new studio. And yeah, this does give Mass Effect vibes, has that sci-fi feel, like how the, the enemies looked, loving how the suits look. They show a little bit of gameplay at the end of the trailer. Um, mostly story was the trailer 
tone. But yeah, at the end, they saw a little bit. We saw a dude sliding down on the mountain. We saw some of the action. Um, they're shooting, and it's it looks like it's a close-up behind the shoulder. Um, so third-person perspective. And then this is where the Mass Effect comes in. The Mass Effect influence comes in because there was one point he did like some, I guess, ability where you see kind of like the ground, like you see that rumbling uh, traveling through the ground to the enemy and then like an explosion under the enemy, which is very much one of the um, the abilities that you had with the, uh, I guess, the biotic, if you went that class in, um, in Mass Effect. So um, the, the always ones- go soldier. Yeah, I went mage, so that was definitely one of my abilities <laughs> in that one. But yeah, I tried yeah. like Vanguard one time, and I kept getting shredded. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and so yeah, you see, it's made by that team. The action looked actually really good in the game, like the like the settings and everything there. I am very curious to see what happens here. We know that they're um, the one. There's all types of issues with this nice of the old Republic remake. <laughs> Who knows what's happening? And then you know, EA has been. Been, Bioware has been teasing <laughs> Mass Effect, you know, every in seven day, you know, we got something coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're teasing it. And now it looks like Exodus is maybe gonna try to get to it. We saw we saw a similar situation with this with um was it Callisto Protocol and then with Dead Space following up shortly after. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna see if you know the the new old team <laughs> can get their game out before Mass Effect. And yeah, if they hit hard. That that would be absolutely awesome, um, and yeah, that might you know that might scratch that itch for you know those N seven fans that have been waiting for the follow up to Andromeda, uh, and so yeah, um, what did you think of this game, A Dub? I know we're one of the one of the themes that we were talking about was just all the sci fi <laughs> that that yeah. we that we have coming, but yeah, what did you think of Exodus in particular? I mean, I'm kind of in a state of paralysis because of all the <laughs> all the sci-fi goodness that's going to be coming in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah, insofar as this game, it, visually, it looked the part. You know, the third-person shooting looked a little like it keeps a little more polish on it. It just looked a little too like simplified character just sliding popping the shots (laughs) so who knows it's a ways off so hopefully or you know what because it's the people at least the leads who made mass effect perhaps there are rpg elements and you upgrade your weapons and things over time and that changes their performance as well as how it would you know respond on screen so who knows that's why we reserve judgment until we have things in our hands um I, it looks good. Uh, I like that more and more Hollywood talent is getting inter- intertwined in the gaming world. So now we got that Matthew McConaughey game. <laughs> it's amazing. We, we had the Keanu Reeves game. We had the Ash Bassett game. We got the Idris Elba DLC. <laughs> that Idris Elba BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's it's just a good time. Uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for stories told across time, so this one definitely has my attention just to see how they utilize time in their storytelling aspects. You know, I'm already starting to feel something for the characters as they got they got separated while carrying out their duty. And yeah, man, I'm I'm going for it. I I like sci-fi. Apparently, we're going to be using this ship to get around the universe hopefully that means we can fly it or something or at least have you know a fair amount of interaction while on the ship just with the universe around us like it'd be fine if it's just hey go to this planet 
hold this button to scan, I'll go land here, be perfectly fine for me. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for that one. But I got another one for you, AMC. We we got our first look at what your girl's been up to since she left Tango. Uh. Yes, that's right. The legendary Ikomi Nakamura coming uh. from her from her studio Unseen. She has revealed the game they have in the works by the name of Penmudi. It's it's colorful, it's beautifully animated, it's Beautifully drawn, incredibly creative, urban setting, but with a lot of a lot of style, a lot of flash, a lot of celebration of just expression, and also so unashamedly and unabashedly Japanese. Like it's the most Japanese thing I've seen in a long time. This is. You know, considering that infinite wealth is on the table, we just got the man who erased his name. No, I think, I think Akumi and her team have captured something special, or at least are shaping up to capture something special. Uh, I don't think we saw much gameplay within the trailer, if we saw any. However, we got introduced to the art style, the world, the characters, and given kind of a vague idea of what kind of action that we're going to be engaged with. However, they're passionate about the project and that's enough for me to be interested and give it a fair shake when we see more at a later date amc how do you feel about kimuti uh yeah it looked um at least style looked great can't wait to see what's going on there um as we saw tango i mean tango uh yeah hi-fi rush um they seem like they know what they're doing as a studio and so seeing you know is it Kimori, the the developer bounce do their own thing? You know that there's, you know that they they bring a pedigree with them. And as you said, this game looks unapolog- unapologetically Japanese with all the style. And you know, somebody who loved Persona, like there's there's like that that samurai flair of Japan, and then there's mm-hmm. like the more modern style. And I love that in Persona Five and. This game has a bit of that, like with um, you know, the modern like Japanese feel, uh, from an from you know from a an art, from an art style, and um, yeah. So I loved I loved seeing that. The developer looks like they have a ton of care, uh, you know, character, um, which you I don't, you see with um when you see a developer and they have like a look, they have a way about them, you know, they're going to put that passion into their game. And so I can't wait to see how that translates into something that I can get my hands on and just run through it and, and kill people and <laughs> explore things. And so, Gosh, yeah, darn. well, who knows if I'll be killing people. I, I don't want to assume. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh looked great. Um, can't wait to see more from it. And yeah, can't say much more about that. A dub. Wow. What's that? What's what that? can you what can you say some more about? Oh, I got I got one right here, Adub, that caught my eye. You know, it was it was very emotional <laughs> leading into it, and then we got to see some of the gameplay, and then I was moved. Ah, yes. Uh, this one, an EA original, EA original, yeah. still coming up. I mean, maybe, hopefully, it doesn't come out in between two game of the years <laughs> this time and just get buried like the uh, the, the the other EA original that came out this year was that uh, nothing uh, but single player games. Yeah, Immortal Immortals of Avian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, EA, EA originals. They put out great games. They they help you know 
independent developers um, get on their feet. And it's, it's a great thing that it's a great program that EA runs from, you know, a, uh, a publisher that people like to assume is just all about the greed and the money. Um, so, yeah, this one, EA original, their next game is Tales of Kenzara Zhao. Um, let's see. I'm gonna, I got the IGN write up. So, uh, the magical looking side scrolling hails from Surgeon Studios and founder and CEO Abu Bakar Salim took the Game Awards stage to introduce the new game, alluding that it'll tackle the grieving process. In an emotional speech, Salim opened up about his father who got him into video games. Um, and yeah, it was Damn. pretty emotional. And just yeah, thinking, like, that could be Theo one day. <laughs> I know, yeah, like my dad, he showed me the Switch and, and Overwatch. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So uh, a little bit more per a press release after initial announcement, Tales of Kinzara, Zhao, I hope I'm saying all that right, invites players to step into the shoes of Zhao, a grieving hero on a mission to bring his beloved father back from the grass of death. Um, guided by Kalunga, the god of death, Zhao makes his way through mystical 2.5D realms to harness the cosmic powers of the warrior shaman or shaman. Tales of Kanzara Zhao invites players to embark on a journey of spiritual healing where the hardest moments unmask who they can truly become. Um, yeah, very emotional uh moment on stage. We get to see the game. The game is fucking looks absolutely awesome. Um I'm, I'm a fan of that 2.5D, if you can't tell. Um, and yeah, had a little bit of everything that I like when it comes to those games. It seems like it. I don't know if it's a Metroidvania, but I'm assuming you'll at least be unlocking abilities along the way. The action looked absolutely awesome. The platforming looked stellar. Um, and, you know, it just it had that influence of, you know, just African culture mixed into it, which is also cool. Um, what did you think about this game, Ada, when you saw it? Uh, at first, I was a little apprehensive because the character's eyes are way too big. But eventually, that's my only criticism, but eventually, like, these mystical masks appear and cover his face, and then that's when the gameplay starts. So I was like, all right, here we go. But once you get in the game, like, given given the person who introduced the game, given that it's his studio, it's their first game, all this, I was completely caught off guard and utterly impressed with how amazing that game looked, how smooth it was, how many mechanics there were, how just how expressive and nuanced the animations were. Like it, it by all accounts looks like a Metroidvania to me. Who knows if it will or won't be? We'll just have to follow its development and see how that pans out. However, whatever it ends up being, I think it stands a very strong chance of being a good one because, like, I, I was I was with the story. And I came in with an open mind and an open heart. He's like, you know, this dude, he's making something for his dad. And then he shows it, it. I didn't expect it to be that good. So <laughs> I, I'm impressed. And I look forward to seeing more of Zal. All right, what you got next, day, Dale? Oh, I got something. For the, <laughs> I got something for the old heads on oh, this man. one. <laughs> yeah, so then we get the Square Soft reveal. And at first, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, well, this is, this looks like Mana. This looks like the Mana universe. Oh, that looks like the character from Secret of Mana. <laughs> Those are the enemies from Secret of Mana. It's like, are they remaking it? Are they making up 
for that <laughs> for that lackluster remake they put out not too long ago. And no, they aren't. What they're doing is that they're making a new mana, visions of mana coming to PS4, PS5, Series X and S, and PC next year. It is a new installment in the mana franchise. It is looks like, you know, beautifully drawn, like beautifully rendered visuals and characters in a massive 3D world. It's a action RPG, much like its predecessors. And like it's it's there. Like this is what I would have wanted from the Secret of Mana remake. However, if it's coming in the form of a new game, I will be all over that. AMC, how did you feel about this nostalgic reveal? Uh, yeah, it looked absolutely awesome. The music, the music was just so good. <laughs> always, always yeah. good. That, and then, like, I don't even think this is Squeenix. I'm just saying this is Squaresoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just great because, like, you know, you also hear like. Square say like uh we're 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 focusing on big AAA experiences yeah yeah I mean this could be a total AAA experience but it still had that like that retro feel to it not like obviously looks wise but like um it didn't seem overproduced in any type of way but it mm. still had it it still had its big you know big feel to it that you get from like you know a, a SquareSoft style of game like when you think of like the classics of like the final fantasies and the secrets of manas and all that stuff mm -hmm. um and so yeah I, I i can't wait to see this game because it's uh gameplay wise like the action looked pretty good i like the uh the setting and the art style obviously the music is there um and yeah it's a uh, uh, kind of like a modern take on that so I, I i'm curious because they've done so well with like the 2.5d um of like the the jrpgs how they've been doing with them um, like octopath traveler <laughs> and even triangle strategy um and yeah now to see this uh this one looks awesome absolutely awesome and i think this is you know this is square square enix's wheelhouse i think when with these games um they have in like, the pocket rpg yeah exactly like this is like they do like i feel like these games always do well they're always made well they always have a lot of attention to detail it's like once they like they kind of try to branch out like hey we're going to do something some big western style game is when they're very hit or miss but when they do these games they're almost a never miss and so just based on that and uh as i said a word i've been using the pedigree um i'm she expecting <laughs> i'm expecting big things from this game and so yeah i can't wait to see more um of this game at least as we get closer to launch yes uh a dub you know i'm gonna get into a big one um your boy yeah, we're kind of we're kind of nibbling at the sides yeah i know and there's like a ton <laughs> of there's a ton of big games and so like and i'm not trying to step on because i know there's one there that is you know some, a little more in your wheelhouse i'll let you get to that uh, if you want to. Uh, so i'm gonna I'm jump to this one because your boy you know he had to show up jeff keely's got an event his best friend's got to show up. <laughs> Your boy's got to show up. His best friend. Last year he was on stage, so now it's a podcast. <laughs> uh, he's been on stage other years, so now it's other stuff that he's working on. Well, now we finally got a glimpse of what he's working on with your boys at Xbox. Yes. With your boys, Phil Spencer, Matt Booty. Was it Sarah Bond? Sarah Bond. <laughs> <laughs> All the homies. You know, Hodeo Kojima walked out on stage showed up behind what is it 
a, a door that was lit up so you know it's, it's like it's like some future traveler is just waiting on the other side of it <laughs> yes. it opens up it reveals the greatest man ever to work on video games that being Hodeya Kojima. Yeah. On stage, he gives your boy Jeff Keeley a big hug. He's got his translator with him. He's about to just, you know, he's about to just hold shop. And so, yeah. So I'll go, I'll jump now to the IGN write up. Kojima took the stage to reveal that he's creating uh, Ode, OD, the the Ode Overdose. project. Yeah. Is that, what, is that what we're calling it? Overdose? Oh, yeah. yeah. Overdose. Perfect. Uh, he's creating Overdose Project in collaboration with Xbox Studios, and it's going to be so much more than a game. In fact, he says it's something no one has ever seen before. Four, four. Um, let's see. So, you know, they introduced the actors, Sophia Lillis uh, from Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and It. Oh, that was her. Yeah. We also got. I liked her. A we, lot. Got, we got Sorry. Hunter Schaefer of Euphoria. We got Udo Kier of Hunters and Swan Song. Um, and it, it's great. You know, it's Kojima. We know his love of film and everything there, his understanding of acting. And it's just, as we're seeing it, we're just seeing just a close-up on a face, the face saying the same thing over and over again, but just with different tone, different expressions, just all that little detail that you can get from a great actor. And like, you're just sitting there like, this is a video game. <laughs> like, we're not supposed to be getting this. And I mean, like we've, we had that a little bit with, um, with Alan Wake, like just these games that are like almost so artful that like, it's like, it feels like you're watching, like it's a movie. Like, you know, we hear about movie games, but then we see something like this and it's like, Oh no, this is like a, a movie buffs game <laughs> and so that's mm-hmm. like that's the feel that you're getting and you know kojima he, he, he works with famous people he's worked at you know guillermo he's worked with uh norman reedus reedus norman fetus is what norman i call fetus um yeah just all the homies he I, as we said Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> yeah Mads Mikkelsen, but as you said guillermo he like he, he's a fan of directors you know as an auteur himself and a director himself he's a fan of directors and so we're now jumping back over to the ign write-up just as fewer viewers started to wrap their heads around overdose i'm not calling it od we're calling it overdose your boy from nope your boy from get out hmm. your boy from the key and peel show <laughs> director from us from us director jordan peel walked onto the stage to express his love of metal gear solid 2 while re- while revealing that he is collaborating with kojima on overdose dose dose uh let's see uh we even have a quote from jordan peel he's been an inspiration to me and the opportunity that to collaborate with him is truly incredible in my films I'm always trying to maximize the immersion to put the audience into the main character's shoes. Hodeo is a master of this, and he does it on a whole other level. Uh, What he's cooking up here is completely immersive, utterly terrifying, and I am absolutely honored to be collaborating with the goat. Let's go. Um, Yeah, and a man who is known for, you know, just making great games in the horror slash, I guess, thriller genre. Given his nod to Kojima, that's that's high praise. Let's see. Uh, Kojima didn't share the extent of Peel's involvement in Overdose. However, he did tease more impressive names that haven't been revealed yet. Um, that's all we know, A-Dub. You know, we've been waiting to hear. He mentioned about, you know, he's been working with Microsoft and how he's going to 
uh, in that he's going to utilize the cloud, whatever that means. Um, but we know that this man likes to take advantage of technology and, you know, just immerse that into his game to give it a different feel. Uh, we saw what he, what he was able to do with Death Stranding and to make this connected world in a single player experience. And, you know, this guy just likes to, he like, like he's, he's in it for the love of the game in a way that like, you, you don't expect it from other people. You know, other people, it's like, we want you to paint by numbers. He's one of the few people that is allowed to, you know, color outside the lines and a dub. What did you think about, you know, this appearance, this reveal, everything, the whole, the whole spectacle of the Kojima moment at the game of worlds. And then, you know, the little that we heard about the game. Well, I mean, the spatial animations in the game absolutely amazing especially the teeth when you're looking at the teeth they're irregular but they look real and almost like pearlescent in a way you don't see that with teeth in games a lot most times people don't do good teeth but yeah man Kojima coming out of course you gotta have the legend come out and it's it's always good to see him he's always wearing some some like eclectic fashion this is like only a genius could wear that no I'm not gonna be, <laughs> no I'm not gonna say that no, he's very creative, has a lot of style, does his own thing, goes his own way, and just watch all who follow. And then when Jordan Peele came out, I was like, is Kojima making the game with Jordan? Like, is Jordan making the game? I don't know. I don't know, but I know I probably need to start sending some applications over to Monkey Paw if they go start getting into video games. Like, work with Jordan Peele and in video games? It's going to be amazing. So... Yeah, man. Uh, I would like to see more of what the game's going to be. Just my wildest guess on what's going on in the trailer. The best I can come up with is that perhaps it's a touring test for androids to see how how not robot-like they are. And I don't know. But who knows? We'll see. The game's called Overdose Up. Maybe they made synthetic humans and they can get on track. <laughs> uh, we'll see so you know how Coachman does there's going to be a very strange marketing campaign over the course of this game eventually coming to us looking forward to it I just want to know more what we're, what we're dealing with definitely want to know what Jordan's involvement is going to be like is he, is he going to be in the game or like is he contributing talent and resources and perhaps absorbing the knowledge dude what if what if Kojima is taking Jordan Peele under his wing and is teaching him like the way, like he's the apprentice? Yeah. What if <laughs> Kojima is taking on an apprentice? <laughs> oh, oh man. man. Oh, the possibilities. We can only we can only speculate what's going on in that world. However, we'll get an inside look eventually because Kojima has a documentary that's coming out. It's going to be distributed exclusively by Disney Plus. And then just something I noticed about the man that I'm thinking about is like he's not only just one of the, the visionaries of game design, but he's probably one of the like the few people at his level that has had experience with some of the like most popular and robust gaming engines in the industry. I mean, he's worked with Unreal, he's worked with his own Fox engine, he's worked with the Decima engine, and you're just taking all that knowledge and experience and you're putting it toward 
the next thing you're doing. So like Pojima might just, I don't know, he might have a leg up on the game, just continuing to work with the different things, different people, different ideas, and just really going for it. Like he's he's demonstrating what it looks like when you take risks and you, just, you try to make something that's different. So yeah, I'm very, very excited to see how Overdose is going to come together, what kind of experience it's going to be. Who knows? Might have a new genre on our hands. Might have something that we can't classify or label. It's going to be interesting. To see. What else you got next, day, Dub? No, man. Let me tell you what I got. <laughs> so we got a we got a reveal of a new IP from either a lesser known or an unknown studio by the name of Lightspeed Studios and ooh, Lightspeed LA. Job applications. <laughs> yeah, we got to see a trailer. It was very dark, rainy. We got a bunch of authority figures and a giant robot standing outside of what looks like some kind of like church or or like a orphanage or something of that nature. There's bullet holes on the door. They're trying to get in. The kids are scared. Robot reaches through, grabs somebody, smashes their head against the wall, drops their lifeless body. Kid runs over, the body turns. It's like it's an android. Half of the face is gone, but it tells the kid not to worry. The demon's here. <laughs> Next thing you know, motorcycle comes in. Akira slides. Gunshots. CQC. Bodies falling. Then eventually knocks the giant robot through the door. Puts a bullet in it for good measure. Reveals the face of a of an Asian woman. Escorting everyone to safety. She puts her helmet back on. And then that's the end of the trailer. Yeah, man. But just saying it and describing that action doesn't really get to the meat of what that spectacle was. Again, this is a sci-fi open world game. We're going to be... It's a narrative-focused open world game. And it's going to be showing off a of futuristic Tokyo. We're going to be playing as a character known as the Demon. And I couldn't be more excited. Love me some cyberpunk. Love me some some futuristic Japan. Love me some female lead characters. And I especially love riding motorcycles in the rain, <laughs> shooting people, <laughs> and shooting robots. So, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting one to look forward to. It's going to go by the name of The Last Sentinel. AMC, how did you feel? Um, yeah, I like the trailer. The trailer looked very interesting. Um, yeah, the... Uh character work and everything that was going on within the scene it had that that very much that thriller feel are they said this is a open world sci-fi game or, yes yeah so that part caught my eye because i'm like yes i want to see more of that to see what they can do there um can't get enough of that as you, this is this is another one in the line of all the the sci-fi games that we're getting just big budget sci-fi games so um looks awesome and um really can't say more to it because it, it was a lot of a lot of story there but um from what i saw it looked absolutely awesome and um yeah can't wait to see more of what that open world will have to offer uh but i'm gonna keep you know what actually let's take a quick break a dub and we'll push hard into the next game all right a dub let's jump right into the next game this is a big one this was an exciting surprise from my standpoint a character that i've always look look forward to playing as whenever he's showing up in other marvel titles a dub 
Uh, let's see. So Arcane Lion, this is the IGN writer. The Arcane Lion, the developer behind 2021's Deathloop, has announced its next project, a video game focused on the iconic vampire hunter Blade. It's open season and all suckheads. Let's see. Um, alongside confirming its next project, Arcane Lion showcased the first teaser trailer for the game. Bethesda called it a mature single-player third-person game set in the heart of Paris, Paris, Paris. Uh, Marvel's Blade game will take players to a quarantine section of Paris in the middle of a supernatural emergency. Vampires have emerged terrorizing the city of lights and forcing Parisians to shelter inside their homes at night to wait for sunrise as Blade goes out there and he just handles business, I'm assuming. Um, they did note that this is uh, the second vampire game at Arcane Studios. But we have to note here that that other vampire game was made by Arcane Austin. So a different uh-huh. Arcane. Oh. <laughs> this isn't a good Arcane aid. Uh. <laughs> they, see, just, uh, they just got Redfall out the way so they can work on Blade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so Blade game, this, it's it, it coincides with um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that they, they are going to have a Blade game starring uh, Marshala Ali. I'm pretty sure I butchered that name uh in november 7th 2025 so maybe maybe we can expect the game to be out somewhere around that time but they did say that they just started working on it so i highly doubt that <laughs> um but yeah um we got a blade game we saw the trailer he, he's getting worked on you see a guy who's wearing a cross he cuts himself he's he's nervous as shit mm-hmm. um even though blade is you know blade doesn't like to just go out there feeding on humans but people don't know yeah. about that with blade yeah. um <laughs> But it's cool. Uh, Blade in Paris. You got you got inwards in Paris, hunting vampires. Yeah. And um, yeah, looks. Uh, I'm I'm very curious to see what we got here. And my headphones just went out. Hey Dell, what did you think of this game? While I fix them. All right, my headphones went out. A Dub's computer crapped out, but we are yeah. back. A Dub. So what did you think of your boy Blade getting announced in a game from from the developers of Deathloop? I think it's outstanding. So. Yeah, man, it's the trailer we saw, of course, there's wasn't gameplay. It was just all cinematic and it wasn't much of a cinematic. Like it was just a brief scene. But what we could see is that the art style looks similar to something along the lines of Into the Spider-Verse. So that is major points with your boy right here. Uh, We had just played, man. We know that the game's going to be third person. We know that it's going to... You just gonna be kicking that ass, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Like, dude, I'm excited for this. Like, I was excited for the Highlander game back in 2006. It was like, yo, this is actually a, an adaptation that could pan out into something really special. Because, I mean, there's there's no fluff in Blade. It's like I kill vampires. I'm going to kill vampires. I'm killing vampires. Let's find some more vampires to kill. <laughs> like you, you get your gear, you go back to home base, you gear up, you get the upgrades, you learn some new stuff, you figure out the new threats, and then you get back out there. So hopefully, get your muscle car, get your muscle car, and then <laughs> oh my god, if we can drive a car, and if they get the driving mechanics dope, like yeah, because <laughs> there hasn't been a superhero game like that. It very easily. They, they could have very easily adapted a Punisher in that manner and had you with the Punisher van <laughs> <laughs> driving around the city and like 
figuring out ways into environments where you could get to drop on people. So like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to design a game right now, but <laughs> with Blade, man, I'm excited to see how this is going to pan out. And like you said, in Paris, <laughs> it, last time I was in Paris in a game was for the saboteur. And I've wanted to go back ever since. It's just such a, such a, I mean, granted it was during Nazi occupation, but yeah, I just I want to see Paris depicted in the game again. I think it's a great a great setting. I think Assassin's Creed Unity took it on. Yeah, man, Blade. And we've, we're finally gonna see, finally gonna see some more Marvel games. Finally gonna see like the. I don't want to say anything diminishing, but like you know the characters that don't get a lot of shine. We're finally going to see them get their representation, and plus, it's after that initial run of the Avengers and the two Spider Mans and the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, you know, they they've had their successes, they've had their bumps and bruises along the way, and I think at least on the Marvel side, they probably have a better idea of how to go about bringing these adaptations to life. So, yeah, I'm very excited about Blade. I'm excited about so many of the games here, but there are some people who aren't. I'm really feeling it. <laughs> There's some people who hating on it. We got troll of the week. 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 Yes. First troll says, Blade not coming out until at least 2028. Massive L Xbox. <laughs> now, <laughs> and now this rumor it may not even be exclusive. It seems L Box just can't stop farming those L's. Uh, farming the L. <laughs> Change the name of the console. I mean, it, games take a long time to develop, my man. And if Blade is going to appear on the Xbox, whether exclusively or in a multi platform scenario, then that's a win for Xbox because at the moment they don't have a lot of Marvel games. They had guardians of the galaxy, which I feel like did better once it went to game pass and more people actually got it in their hands to see, Oh, it is a good game. Well, the writing isn't so bad. Actually, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> actually quite, quite enjoy their, their witty banter. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, X Xbox is good. Don't worry about them. They ain't get no L's on this. Like, it comes out in 2028. Like, if that's an L for Xbox, then that's it. Like, if it's exclusive, sure, whatever. But if it's multi-platform, it's an L for everybody. <laughs> next, next troll actually responded to that and said, nah, it's a bigger L for the piss station. Yeah. It was, uh, it's bigger L for the piss station was the fact that not even Spider Mid 2 got a single award after all that hype. The Piss Station Nation has more L's than games or awards at this point. <laughs> you know, never mind, never mind all the prior years yeah. where Sony games just sweeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, enough of that. Next show says, Not a single game got me excited. I must be getting old. Yeah. Your age has nothing to do with it, homeboy. You you lost your dinosaur, as as the father and step stepbrother <laughs> said. So you lost your dinosaur, man. And you try to get it back, but it has nothing to do with you getting old. It has to do with you letting go of parts of yourself that still had life and vitality. Next troll says the video game industry is peaked. There hasn't been anything groundbreaking for years. When? 
when was the peak? Tell me that. When did things stop getting good and continually got worse or just bottomed out? Because mm-hmm. I'd like to know that. I'm having more fun with more games than I've ever had at any single point in my entire life. I have been gaming since the age of three. <laughs> I was born in the early 80s. Like I've, I've been around. I've been doing I've been working this job <laughs> in a dedicated fashion for my entire life. So I'm having more fun than ever. Yeah, the old games are cool. They were awesome. And they did a lot to direct me toward just this glorious path through all these new and wonderful games. So I'd really like to know where gaming has peaked. Feel free to hit us at controllersuspied at gmail.com if you got the answer to that one. Next show says, at this point, I'm thinking maybe Keeley leaked the GTA 6 trailer because he knew that it was going to overshadow all of this combined. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That's actually a pretty solid theory. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, what are the odds that the person would... Apparently, the person admitted, like, oh, I'm the, my dad works at Rockstar. <laughs> Oh man, it would be so awesome to figure out what the truth is behind that. But let's get to this last troll who says, "No Metroid, no Elden Ring, no Dino Crisis. What a failure!" <laughs> Who's like, okay, so they didn't show DLC. They didn't show a game that has not been shown since it was first shown several years ago, and a game that people keep talking about and nobody has shown any meaningful intent to create. But that's a failure to you, I guess. Every See, this, these are the kinds of traps and just mental mental vices people get themselves in where they can't enjoy anything because they haven't gotten exactly what they wanted. So this guy's going to go from show. E3 is going to be a failure because he doesn't have those things. The Tokyo Game Show is going to be a failure. <laughs> and on and on. And so far as these trolls, man, I mean, we haven't even detailed, we haven't even detailed all the big stuff that was announced at the game awards and it's they're still just hitting it out the park like kiwi just knows how to secure the content while giving honor and reverence to those who create it. so y'all can take all this nonsense and go to stow with it amc any words for these trolls nah i mean i i summed it up he had in a, in a week that had gta he was able to hold his own so many announcements. I mean, we got to discuss one before we get out of here. The big mm-hmm. one that they closed it with. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say once again, it was a hit uh, where it was like, you know, people always comment about the marketing that was over. It's all marketing. That's all it is. The game yeah. awards. Yeah. If, if there were commercials, they, they, they held it. They hid them within in between trailers. Um, and yeah, it like, there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, just, marketing execs on stage or mascots on stage with jeff keely other than gonzo and that's not marketing except for for the muppets yeah <laughs> so i mean um they've they've they found a way to be more tasteful with it at least when it comes to you know how they fund their show so that you can watch it so um yeah uh i i thought jeff keely once again did a great job anytime kojima shows up people are going to talk and a lot of great announcements i i will say like uh Definitely, uh, Xbox could have saved a lot of that for their own showcase. People have been saying, is, X- is Xbox going to have a presence because they didn't have one the year before? And they mm-hmm. had a major presence this time. And so, yeah, um, yeah, 
yeah, so I I feel like uh yeah, it was it was it was a win all around, I would say. Uh and so yeah, it's uh I thought it was a good time and I was definitely happy to watch it. But A dub, you gotta discuss this last game uh before we get out of here. Um, you know, it's 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 your game. <laughs> it's uh the one that you played the shit out of and oh. you know, you're finally getting a follow-up to it, A dub. So Top to bottom, we got a we got a little parting gift from the men and women over at Capcom. Uh, they hit us with a trailer. We see a dude riding a beast coming over a sand dune. He's being chased by these gorilla lion looking things. Next thing you know, camera pans and there's just from either side of the screen, as far as you can see, there's just this herd of these slow moving like giant lizards. And you're you're weaving between them. There's a sandstorm coming over the dune. The predators are killing all, all the little lizards. And it's just like, man, is this the next Monster Hunter? And then sure enough, after a few, after about a minute in the trailer, we are rewarded with the title Monster Hunter Wilds. So yeah, it looks like Monster Hunter is going to take a step forward with its evolution. They're they're depicting a lot more creatures on the screen at once. It seems that they're going to be interacting with each other in more interesting and natural ways. We're also going to be dealing with natural disasters and hazards within the game world itself while riding our highly versatile mount that can, you know, run fast, leap over difficult terrain, and even glide through the air with its with its wings underneath its arms. So uh, yeah, man, they're expanding on the formula. I'm going to have to see more of it because as much as I love Monster Hunter World, I don't think that I could do the Monster Hunter thing <laughs> again like that because it was it was too good is the thing. And I, like you can't I came very close to overdoing it and I was just like, I got to ease up. But Monster Hunter Wilds, man, it's it's doing some stuff for me. You know, actually, now that I think about it, I believe I may have seen an artist put some work on their Instagram feed that correlates to this game. So I need to go check that out. But overall, and I mean, I didn't expect that kind of announcement. I was hoping that they would, they would show their, what is it, their secret game that's supposed to be coming out in Q1. But I, I'm under the impression that perhaps this wasn't even that. So we'll see what happens. But AMC, how do you feel about Monster Hunter Wilds? Yeah, look cool. Um, the big thing there, because you know, we got we got these next generation consoles, so they can do so much more with the monsters. And yeah, they're showing that the monsters are hunting each other down. So I think that's like I always loved in general. Like the first time I saw in video games, you see the uh the characters on the screen just interacting as you can sit off to the side. I remember in Doom, like if you like hit off to the corner, you could shoot like an alien, and then like all the aliens would just start fighting each other. <laughs> it was just like random. Um, this is like in the original Doom, and that was like my first glimpse of like, oh, I could like the, the characters are interacting without me being there, and that's pretty cool. And now, uh, Smash Cut, we're here now, at Monster Hunter Wilds, and yeah, it'd be like what I think would be cool is like one. You're going to actually like sit there and I probably did this in the other one, but there's the idea of like as a hunter, 
like you could just sit there atop like a mountain or something and just watch the formations as they move across the lands and you could see them interacting, hunting each other or just moving side by side, maybe all at a watering hole, something along the lines like that. Like who knows how detailed this will get into, but the idea that if, if all of that's there, but in the form of the monsters, I think that that would be a really cool experience for people to, you know, just be out there and, when you're in between the action, just sit there and really get in tune with like the wildlife of that world. And so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a cool take on monster hunter. It seems a little more grounded and like the other ones like monster hunter worlds and now we're going to monster hunter wilds, but I think that's just more of like the setting and what that will entail. So yeah, I can't wait to see how they follow up their, their best-selling game of all time, which is monster hunter worlds. And so, you know, that there's going to be a lot of care, put into this because they want to reach those those lofty heights once again and so i'm 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 really excited to see i believe they said what 2025 is when this game will be coming um and so yeah it's uh i can't wait that that year is already starting to stack up <laughs> to be an amazing year in gaming and so yeah um i can't wait to see uh more from this game because from what we saw it looked great but you know monster hunter is all really all about the systems um was it the palico uh, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think once we kind of get all that info blowout, I think that's when we'll really see what the, what they've done to push the uh, the genre forward. But you know, we saw even the, I guess the somewhat scaled down Monster Hunter game that launched on the Switch and then eventually came Monster Hunter Rise. That ended up being a game that a lot of people loved. And so, yeah, now we're gonna see like the the true next gen Monster Hunter game. And so we'll see what they've learned from the from the predecessors and what they can take into this one to push it forward so yeah um capcom they're fucking in the renaissance right now and yeah i can't wait to see what they have with this monster hunter wilds do you have anything else Dub, before we get out of here um am i muted you're muted Dub. correct yeah <laughs> yes so i mean yeah it's a, it's a shame that we don't have enough time to go over everything that was announced like we don't get to talk about hello games new title uh, light no fire you know we don't get to talk about skull and bones getting a release date at long last <laughs> we don't get to talk about lost records we don't get to talk about the new dragon ball budokai is coming out <laughs> there's so much yeah. that jeff keely was able to to bring into just bring into the show it's a first person jurassic park game mm-hmm. dead by daylight getting the spinoff yeah. casting casting of something stone i think there's like a casting of the first stone kind of thing going on there we don't get to talk about hellblade we don't get to talk about brothers and tale of two sons getting a remake <laughs> there's so much stuff so payday former payday developers making their game black myth wukong getting a release date and people said it was paperware <laughs> the list goes on but i i digress i know we got to get out of here yeah um well do you have any final words a dub great show jeff great nice. show thank you to everyone who was involved with bringing that to life thank you to all the developers just all the games that we got to celebrate as well as all the games we get to look forward to in the coming years thank you all right well this is control issues i am the AWC. and this is A-Dub. we are control issues thanks for playing Suckers. Suckers.